My granddaddy was a barbecue master in North Carolina. Ladies and guys, guys and ladies. MCD. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dudes Podcast. Do I remember the intro? Do you remember me? Do I remember you? It's been a long time. Funko Pro Greg Walden's here with us today. Hey, what's up, guys? Funko Pro Greg Walden. Man, it has been a long, beautiful, good summer so far here, Funko Pro Greg Walden. And it's been very hot. And the MCD, Modern Christian Dudes, we have just been all over the place. I serve as a local. I'm a pastor of a local church here in Carthage, Missouri, which is southwest Missouri. If you're listening, you don't know where, where this podcast lands from or shoots out into the world from but uh, i've had an extremely busy summer funko pro greg walden yeah you've been like riding over missouri <laughs> and all over creation and i was in mexico yeah. for a missions trip i yep. had kids camp youth camp we had a, this huge remodeling project in our church i rode my bike 180 miles in a day training for that uh we had a no price tag we had a youth conference and it just i i I just, I love it, but I torture myself over and over again. So all for Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And so we'll talk about that specifically in a moment, but we are dudes talking new sports and God. We specifically just have the two of us today. We got to get back in the groove here. That's what I do love about the fall season. My kids go back to school. They're homeschooled, but you kind of get in a little more of a, uh, a groove, uh, what a structured yeah. schedule, which is, I like, which I like. Nice. I, I keep saying, you know, it'd be not, it'd be nice if I, I'm just joking, okay? Let me press my comments. With I'm just joking. It'd be nice if I didn't love Jesus, didn't have to go to church, serve God, like just obey him. Then I could just get an RV and just go to the lake all summer long and just be completely selfish and make life all about me. Yeah, but life wouldn't be as fulfilling. <laughs> it w- that's right. It wouldn't be as fulfilling and fun. Yeah. So I do love it and all kinds of, the, the good and the bad. Hey, I'm willing to do the lowliest of jobs. I'm ready. I'm always, I love preaching on the stages, but... I haven't got tar on my legs from, you know, yeah. the parking lot. Well, you, you kind of like the saying. jack of all trades right here. Like you, 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 you've, you've done the mowing. You've done the, the asphalting of the the, the, uh, the drive, parking, the, the parking yeah. lot. I'm getting too old. I can't remember <laughs> afterwards anymore. Yeah, so, yeah, you've been kind of doing everything. Praise God. I, I have a great church. I, I, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else in the entire world unless it was a mission trip for like a couple weeks. But you know, then I want to go to Africa really bad. Well, guys, we hope that you're serving God. We hope you have had a summer filled with all kinds of good stuff with your family, with your church, serving Jesus. That's the most important. And that's what we're trying to do uh, each and every time. Yes, we talk sports. Yes, we talk news. But most importantly, it's all about Jesus on this podcast. Right? Funko Pro Greg Walden. Amen, brother. Okay, well, let's get into it. It wouldn't be a Modern Christian Dudes podcast, at least from my end, if we did not talk EVs slash electric vehicles. Way of the future. Let's First of all, let's end the hate, okay? If, just clar- let me just clarify, Funko Pro Girl. You don't have to drive an EV, okay? Right. I'm not in that camp. But you don't have to, if you don't like them, you don't have to hate them either, okay? So yep. we all have a choice, freedom in America. So you can, uh, listen, I have a Toyota Tundra now since the last podcast. Not an EV. 
And uh, I have a gas car, but I, my dreams lie within the EV spectrum and world. But well, I still think you. <laughs> I still think you upgraded from a car to a truck. That's right. I'm more manly, and so. <laughs> but I do love EVs, and I just there. There. Any time I talk to someone, I just want to talk about it a little bit. But it's instantly if they don't like EVs, they just go into this like I'm a, a leftist socialist. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, they're trying to push the EV stuff down there by what, what, what my big beef is, isn't really that I, I mean, I don't hate electric vehicles. I mean, if it's for you, if it's your game, it's your game, go for it. I just don't like being forced into one. Right. I want, I mean, the, and guys, the only way that I'm going to get to this dream of mine is if Joe Biden passes a trillion dollar um, stimulus or what, <laughs> a, a new cash for clunkers. I turn in my gas vehicle. I get a free EV. I ain't turning in my truck. So. But I, I don't, but <laughs> you don't want the cyber truck. It's got to be no, a cyber truck. I love truck, my F-150 though. too much, man. So, hey, you're going to get the F-150 Lightning. Joe's going to hook, pres, excuse me, President Biden's going to hook you up with the F-150 Lightning. That's what you're going to do. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting in front door for him to show up there. All right. So I acknowledge, here's what I acknowledge. Okay. There, I acknowledge that self-autonomous driving cars are not there yet. Yeah. They're and talking, the yeah, they're talking about making uh, semi-trucks uh, autonomous. I'm like an 80,000 pound. <laughs> Beast coming down the interstate with, with no driver. That's kind of. So here's the bad. I'm confessing. Okay. I'm at open conversation. Listen, this podcast, we're honest, good Christian men. Okay. Here's an article I found. It says Apple car nearly ran into jogger during tests, lack of support, some senior executives. So the, here's what the article said. It was out of carscoops.com. The uh, Apple self-driving car is facing serious impediments, a new extensive chron chronology of the project. By the information as revealed, the report alleges that the car is falling victim to software issues and project management turmoil. The Apple car, co car codenamed Project Titan, it's kind of cool, has managed to demonstrate some impressive skills such as performing a DMV test autonomously to show off its capacities. It may, however, have fallen into the demoware issue, the vehicle's uh, can, can can perform well. I'm oh, sloppy reading skills, predetermined routes, but struggle on roads that have not been extensively mapped and frequently hand controlled uh, back over to the human backup driver. The most noteworthy such event came when a jogger crossed the car's path earlier this year. The vehicles only slightly adjusted its path and Apple concluded that it would have hit the jogger if the human driver had not jumped on the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> See, again, I, I work, I, I work on computers. So I mean, I've been in the computer field for ages a long time and i mean computers are good for some things i just don't trust computers when it comes to driving vehicles by themselves there's just too many things that happen on them i i deal with computer issues all the time and it's like you you know patches secure you know there is so many vulnerabilities in the computer industry that you know you could they could patch like it could work one day they they send out a patch and then, you know, so, you know, level testing, you know, varies between uh, manufacturer. But, again, they may not see an issue with that patch till like, two months down the road. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, we didn't know that. You know, so then they had to reach another patch. So there's constant patchings to fix issues from the previous patch. So, again, I just don't – I mean, I, I mean, for safety reasons, I just – I don't think anything can really replace a human driver. Yeah. On a vehicle. I just mean. It's going to be a long time. It's it's right. going to even even if the technology gets better and better, it's going to be a while. It's kind of the same thing as we talked about Top Gun earlier this summer. Great, the best movie of the summer so far, Top Gun. You have not seen it yet, have you, Funko Pro? No, you're more of a streamer guy. You'll watch that when you're um, working for the government, twiddling your thumbs. <laughs> um, you'll you'll watch that. 
when it comes out on whatever streaming. Anyway, where was I going now? But uh, self-autonomy, not quite there. Oh, Top Gun. Basically, I listened to a podcast from a Top Gun instructor, and they talked about, like, you know, are humans going to get the boot on fighter pilots? And they just said, listen, when a new generation of planes come out, it takes they, those planes have to last 25 years before the next gen of planes come out. Right. And so they just have, you know, they're still in a current generation. The next gen of planes is still human operated. You know, self-autonomous planes is still going to be super a long ways down the road. They well, use drones, yeah. but I mean. Well, a lot of those drones, you know, they'll fly, but actually you'll have a, somebody in a, in a uh, center somewhere actually flying it. I mean, they won't actually be in the, the, the plane itself, but they're actually flying it from like a computer screen. And they, they could still fly it that way. And, yeah. and so you could, you could kind of have a hybrid where you can have a pilotless plane, but you still got a pilot. Because, because like you say, you can program a plane and say, I want you to go bomb this building over here, whatever. And then yeah. they're going there, they're telling it to bomb that, that target based on intel that they have. Well, what if that intel is wrong? And so something has to be able to say, Oh, we don't want to bomb. You know, the, the plane could be in route to bomb that thing. And, before, yeah. and the, somebody needs like, oh crap, we we there's wrong intel. Somebody needs to be able to obviously say, don't bomb it, please. Or you know, it could be civilians there or whatever. But so you I mean you still have to have human intervention yeah. because if you just say drone go do it, the drone's not going to know if there's drones. Say, I just yeah, I've been programmed to bomb. It's just, it's going to bomb. Right. Interesting. So there you go. That's the bad. Let's get to the good though. I'm, uh, we love, we love Tesla. I don't know about the Apple car. I saw, anyway, that was on the Apple car specifically. I've seen some pictures. Does look kind of cool. I am an Apple guy. I do like Apple. Uh, I'm pretty much have a MacBook Pro. I have an iMac. I have switched to an Android based phone. That's only because of price, but I still like Apple. That'll be interesting. Here's the good though. We are Tesla guys and you talked about semi trucks. Yeah. Well, the Tesla semi truck looks amazing all right so let's talk about the tesla semi-truck for a second this comes out of torquenews.com the tesla semi is going to start deliveries this year i cannot wait to see a tesla semi-truck i'm gonna flip when i see that on the road <laughs> i'm gonna be so excited uh, there's some staggering economics of how much better it will be than a diesel truck have you seen the price of diesel yeah, it's expensive. Okay. I yeah. drive a school bus locally here as part of my gift to the community. Last year, uh, when gas went up to five twenty five, I would go fill up that school bus. It would cost about two hundred and fifty dollars to oh, fill up a gas yeah. tank. Well, look at these RVers. <laughs> I mean, our, there's our RVers up in uh up in uh Washington, of course, Washington where regular gas got up to almost six dollars, seven dollars a gallon. Uh, praise and they God, were we paying like California. three, four hundred dollars to fill up their tanks. Yeah, good thing about Missouri, y'all. If you don't live here, the gas prices are, in comparison to the national numbers, are, are pretty good. So if you want to move to Missouri, fairly good gas prices. Yep. Better in Nebraska. So, all right. Get them all last. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you look at the average, excuse me, let's back. Elon Musk has stated that the Tesla Semi will start shipping this year and that it will have 500 miles of range. This is a semi truck, okay? This is after many delays, but Tesla is finally ready to start delivering it to its customers. In Elon's master's plan, part two, he made reference to building an electric semi. The first customer of the Tesla semi is not known to the public yet. Some think it will be PepsiCo because they play, uh, they uh, placed an order for 100 electric semi trucks. Tesla will build out mega chargers for the Tesla semi. So again, you haters, I already know what you haters are saying. Oh, it's going to take like 10 hours to, ch they're, they're mega charging stations. Funko Pro, Greg Walden. Okay. If you look at the average fuel prices, and 
use the website for U.S. Energy Information Administration. You can see about how much it costs for a trip for a diesel truck on the highway per gallon of diesel fuel. This ends up being about $4.99. If you use a distance of 200 miles, you can do a calculation with the miles per gallon around six and come with, up with about 34 gallons. This is simply for the average diesel truck. With some simple math, you can take 34 gallons for $4.99, which is $169.76 for the cost of fuel that the diesel truck, this equals about 85 cents per mile. So it's going to just be significantly cheaper. One of the big thing is gas, also the power. This is cool. Again, I'm a fan. I'm a yeah. fan. Well, um, Tesla's in my trucks. This is going to be great. Think, I think they really, I mean, they, 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 their new solid-state battery technology, which supposedly is uh, superior to lithium-ion, and they're, it's a, kind of still in the development stage where they're kind of, yeah. and supposedly it charges like extremely quick, and you go a lot farther, uh, and it's less uh, less environmentally uh, damaging, damaging yeah, more is, green, whatever you want to say. Well, also less fire risk because lithium, you know, obviously you have to keep it a certain temperature. Or otherwise it could become a, uh, pretty yeah. hazardous. Um, now with lithium ion, like I, remember I saw a guy doing a test. They took a, the F one fifty lightning electric, okay. electric Ford's electric uh, truck. Yep. And they took a, just regular, just a regular gas powered uh, truck. And they decided, okay, we'll go from Denver, you know, see how far they can haul a boat, whatever. Yeah, some load. I can't remember what load they were hauling. Some kind sure. of load. Yeah, I think it was like a two thousand, three thousand pound load or something like that. And of course, the the lightnings. Uh, you know, they, they said we can go about two hundred something miles on range. Well, they got from Denver. They got to Colorado Springs, and it was like, I need charge. The lightning didn't even make mm-hmm. it fifty miles. And all of a sudden, just like, I need charge. Didn't make it fifty. Made about fifty miles. And wow. It was, okay. it was screaming for charge. And of course, the regular I would pack, expect that. The regular, the regular gas truck went like it went like several hundred miles, <laughs> but. Again, like I say, it's, I mean, you know, and again, I'm not against electric vehicles. I just think they need to mature the technology. And, you know, not only just the technology, you got the infrastructure, you know, a lot of these grids, you know, especially in the highly populated big cities won't be able to handle, you know, you know, 30 million people charging their vehicles at one time. It'll, it'll bring down the grid. So yeah. they got, they have to get the infrastructure uh, up to up to where it can handle the charging. And they, you know, say so the technology needs, needs to mature before they really start white you know again once once the infrastructure is there the the, the 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 technology with the batteries and, and the, the, the range and, and stuff is there then i'd say I'd, I'd be all for it yeah so greg still on the on the fence he's still wrestling processing uh i am fully on there i just don't have the money i operate operate under the dave ramsey system system which means you have to pay cash for your vehicle so i just don't have enough cash to buy <laughs> uh you know a tesla I'd, I'd rather go on a missions trip i'd te- uh africa something like that there we go the good and the bad of evs still yet the 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 it'll conversation get, continues for electric vehicles. If the Lord tarries, I believe it'll, it'll, it'll <laughs> get there eventually. Yeah, the batteries and the weight. I can't imagine, you know, because that's another thing to talk about is the weight of a Tesla because the batteries are still pretty heavy. So I can't imagine how heavy the weight of a yeah, and electric at, truck. And, and the price of the batteries. They're like, some people, like, they're like ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 to get your batteries replaced, which is like almost the price of the vehicle. All right. So. What you got over there, we're going to get into spiritual talk here. I have a couple of spiritual articles and spiritual talk because that's what's important. But we're heading back into the football season. I know that our Kansas City Chiefs and the Red Kingdom here, if if you're in this area, they lost, but it's a preseason game. Yeah, just preseason. We'll be talking football here pretty soon in terms of sports.
Yep, that'd be, that'd be exciting. Hopefully the Chiefs will win this year. <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, this is kind of a kind of your offbeat news here. Um, if you were, like I say, we're all Christians. There's none. We're all Christians here, so none of us would actually break the law and do, do anything. But if you were to, you know, unfortunately, okay. find yourself that, and you had to flee it's, from the hey, police. If we don't walk right with right. the Lord, it's right. in the realm of possibility. Okay, <laughs> so say probable you, or so yeah. say you had to run from the law. What would you choose to? What would you? What would you choose as your method of running from the law? As far as a vehicle or yeah, I mean, whatever, you would, I guess clearly not an electric vehicle because my battery would die. No. <laughs> Well, if I was, I've okay. If I was going to run from the law today, I would go uh, like Amtrak or what's the bus Greyhound? Greyhound. Yeah, just get super cheap. But yeah. then, then they know. Have, yeah, I'm not going to put Greyhound buses down. I just one time I had to take someone to a Greyhound bus, and I was like, "Whoa, this is scary." I'm telling you, I <laughs> when, when I was in when I was living in Utah, I had I had to go from U, U, Ogden to back to Kansas City for my daughter's wedding. You did and Greyhound? I, I, yes, I did Greyhound. Oh my all goodness! The way, and it's like going from going from Ogden to to Kansas City wasn't really too eventful, other than a crying kid that all the way from all the way from Salt Lake City to 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 Denver, his kid wouldn't stop crying. And okay. it, was like, it was like getting annoying. I'm like, oh, Lord. But coming back, that was the exciting trip right there. Okay. Because I got from Kansas City, and I was sitting next to this one one dude, and we stopped out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. And okay. if, if you haven't rode Greyhound, when they say be back in 10 minutes, you better be back in 10 minutes. They, <laughs> they will leave you behind. Yeah. So this guy got left behind in Kansas. He didn't – 10 minutes, the bus showed up. I'm sitting next to all this guy's stuff. And, out, and this guy's like I, – I said, I hope he's got a cell phone with him. Because he's like stuck in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and all of wow. his all of his stuff is on the bus. So we get to Denver around 11 p.m. at night. <laughs> so I got my laptop with me, and I just got one little bag and a laptop. And I, of course, I got to have some. Uh, I have a luggage that's on the bus, and so I'm sitting in there. I'm like, of course, everybody knows Greyhound always overbooks. Okay, always overbooks. Like, so I'm <laughs> I'm sitting there like it was big long lines. Like, there's no way I'm getting on this bus because I'm way too far behind. And so all of a sudden, there's like a, commo- a commotion breaks out in the in the terminal. I'm like, what's going on? So this dude is trying to steal this woman's purse. Okay. He's like, literally, no, 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 sorry, not to do this. This woman is trying to steal this other woman's purse. I mean, she's like yanking on the purse, give me that purse. And they're like screaming, they're screaming. I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh my goodness. And then, so the, so the, um, so I, I guess the, she was not successful getting the purse. So she goes out, the, <laughs> she, so she goes out of the, uh, out of the terminal, and then like ten minutes later, she, uh, she comes back with this du- big dude, and they're tr- she'll try and take the purse from her. Okay. And so by by that time, like this, the, the Greyhound security <laughs> guy is like three hundred pounds, and, and like yeah, he's not gonna stop nothing. But <laughs> so so I'm like everybody's ruckus. I'm like okay, everybody's. So I'm like I'm getting on a bus. So I got like like yeah. They all get out of line to go look at the ruckus. I'm I'm like I'm tactically I'm getting on this bus. I'm not staying overnight in this room. So we get wow. back, I get on the bus. I'm like, I am not staying overnight in Denver, man. Hey, Kansas City, while you're talking Kansas City to Denver, if you leave at 1.30 a.m., arrive at 4.30 p.m., 16 hours and five minutes, economy, $165. Yeah. How good of a deal is that? Yeah, it's cheap. But, again, <laughs> again, you don't go Greyhound without a story to tell. Uh, yeah, so, I can imagine that. So all anyways, right, sorry. We digress. All right, so. Greyhound is scary. That was yeah. the moral of that story. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, well, the the story is this Oregon man just decided to flee arrest in a slow moving excavator, and the deputies just followed him on foot. It's <laughs> a foot chase. 
<laughs> yeah. Whoa! I'm going. I got. I got the pedal all the way down. It's going t- fifteen yeah. miles, twelve yeah. miles an hour. He's like, they're like, we'll just walk and just, just walk by behind. Ex- I guess they probably just walked by behind the excavator until he's like, okay, are you done yet? And then he made it about a mile and a half, and then uh, yeah, they they arrested him. Well, thinking about those, like that's something that you know we talk about society changing. You've talked to like your grandpa or your great grandpa. They'll talk about how they ran from the cops when they were kids and outrun. Like Dukes of Hazard, right? Yeah, Dukes of Hazard. That, yeah. I mean that that is not real. Is it what is it even realistic to run away from the cops? I don't even think that's possible. Is that uh, in well, a car? I'm talking about a car. Like, is it real? Well, see, it's not smart. I mean, one <laughs> they got the plates. They you know, a lot of times they don't like they, they got the plates. They just go wherever your home record is, and but they can have it stolen. Then obviously it's stolen. But I mean, you know, I have a brother as a police officer. I mean, they they do they you know they. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to have to chase anybody because it's a public safety issue. Obviously, you know, you're, you can endanger the public by yes. getting in a high-speed chase. And, and a lot of times if they can avoid it, they, they do. But, I mean, there's times they have to. But, again, there's it's, it's a lot of situations that go into that. But, but um, I mean, you're going to get caught. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you're going to get caught. And when you decide to run, you're just going to have one more charge you're going to have against you, which is, you know, you know you're just going to you're just going to add to your troubles. But, yeah. But anyway, just kind of odd news. Uh, yeah, kind of <laughs> running from the cop in the excavator. This has happened in Oregon, so we're giving Florida some break here. Yeah, all right. Cool. Well, let's uh, get into some spiritual talk here, guys. Always lots of funny news going on. Um, but I, like I said, I really, this summer was very interesting for me. And I was, last night when I was thinking about recording a podcast, trying to bring some legitimate spiritual encouragement and I look back on the summer and what, what's my takeaway, my spiritual takeaway from the summer. And it really came, and I might've mentioned this on one of the last podcasts. I don't remember what I've said on the last few podcasts, but probably my favorite moment of the entire summer was when we were in Mexico doing a missions trip, mm-hmm. preaching the gospel, ministering to young people, watching young people connect with Jesus, seeing them experience the presence of God. You know, that's always such, uh, that's what life is there, you know? I mean, I love serving the church, love doing projects, making the church better, whatever it might be, preaching, but there's nothing like watching that person embrace Jesus, yes. who he is, what he wants to do in their life. And then you see it spiritually, you see it physically, whether through tears or, you know, bowing on the, you know, and that's, that's the moment, right? That we live for yeah. is when finally that young person, whoever it is, connect with Jesus. That yes. is what life is for. And so at the end of that trip, we went up on a mountain, not a super huge mountain, but up on a mountain. It was big compared to where we live here in this area. I don't know what the elevation was, but we went up, drove the bus up to the mountain as the sun was setting. And this this particular area looked over the city of Coretadro, Mexico. And you know, the lights, you're watching the sun set and it's just beautiful, you know, and you're kind of tired after a week of running around, being in a new environment um, and just serving preaching and you're just looking at God's creation and you're looking at this beautiful scenery of mountains and Mexico and this city. And you're just thinking about life. You know, you're looking at your wife, there's your wife over there. There's your kids. There's, you're just taking it all in. And I walked over to the missionary who was sitting there and I just told him, I said, wow, if this Jesus stuff is all real, then it's all worth it. You know? And I believe in Jesus. I don't doubt that. You know, I don't believe like, am I just, <laughs> have I, have I staked every, literally everything in my life on this false Jesus or belief system? But I just want, always want to remind myself that that, mode, you know, Paul was too like, Hey, we're, 
We're running to get the prize. There's a reward. We're, we're going to meet Jesus. We're going to be in eternity. And I think that's always a good thing to encourage ourselves of, to remind ourselves of as believers and followers of Christ. It's like, hey, my <laughs> all this stuff, Jesus stuff I'm doing in my life, one day it's going to all, there's going to be a payoff. Right, yeah. And it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be worth it. And there's a lot of scriptures, but I think of like Mark 8, 36, where it says, what good is it if a man gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? You know, I mean, sometimes we're seeing in this world that is so rich, trillions of dollars, I mean, billion, you know, Elon Musk, you know, th- nearly $300 billion. Yeah. We see, I'm an NBA guy. We see athlete. You see the average NBA guy making $10 million a year. And you can look at that and then look at your own life and be like, Wow, if life is just about money and just about stuff and the things of this world, man, I am an epic failure. <laughs> you know, I'm or I'm I'm not achieving all this world has. But it's that reminder of like I'm not living for the things of this world. I'm investing my life into Jesus which is eternal. Yeah. And the stuff I'm giving my life to and for are things that will last forever. Yep, and that's a that's a perspective uh, matter too as well. I mean, the enemy likes to get you caught up in in the the here and now, and you know you get caught up with you know think you know you know not just materialism but things of this world, the, the the pressures of this world, the the stresses and every you know you, you gets your fo- basically getting your focus off off God mm-hmm. and eternity and getting your focus on the here and now. You know, I need this. I need that. You know, again. You know, and I think, and to clarify, the, the verse doesn't mean that having things is wrong. I mean, it's not sinful to have a house yeah. or have a car and stuff like that. But it's your it, what's your attitude toward those things? Yep. Is your life all about getting this, getting that, and doing this, and you know, making a name for yourself? You know, getting titles, you know, all that stuff. And in the end, it doesn't matter because because Jesus. When you stand before Jesus, Jesus isn't going to look at your job title. Ooh, look at you. You were a director of sales or at, mm-hmm. at, at Toyota. VP. Or, or you look at the, you had an 8,000 square foot <laughs> house. He's not going to look at none of that stuff. He's like, what did you do with, with me? Yeah. Did, did, did you serve me or did you serve yourself? Yeah. Did, do you have a relationship with me or do you not have a relationship with me? Yeah. And so, and, and, and it's like, I have relatives that, you know, I, I talk, it's like they, they're constantly you know, work getting this, getting stuff, getting stuff. And I'm like, it's either going to end up in a junkyard right. or belong to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Yep. And you can't take you can't it. can't take it with you. You know, you're not, you're going to, you came in the world naked. You're going to leave the world naked. Yep. So, and so all, you know, so the only thing that matters is Jesus. And, and watch, and, 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 you know, what you do for Jesus is what's, what's going to, is what's going to go into eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, things you do for yourself is going to get burned up. And think, but things you do for Jesus, you know, winning souls. Yep. You know, basically winning souls. That's it's a whole purpose on earth is winning souls. Yep. When, when it comes down to it, it's just right down to it, winning souls, telling others about Jesus, so they can escape. They can escape hell just like you escaped hell. And then yeah. that should be our, you know, our focus is on the on the lost and and, and t- giving them the good news, sharing them that Jesus loves them. Yep. Died for them, and that they don't have to go to hell; that they can go to heaven. Yep. Jesus offers him that free gift of salvation. And that's that should be our, our focus. That's the whole purpose of existing. Yeah. That's the reason why Jesus like so I, people say a lot of people say, Oh, when we get saved, why didn't just God just take take us up to heaven? 
I mean, that would be awesome. It's like, we yeah. can save in heaven. <laughs> but no, yeah. God leaves you here because he wants you to share the gospel. That's, that's why I believe that's why we're still here. That's why yep. when we get saved, we're still here because God still has a plan for us to go share the gospel with others. Yep. So that's just my take on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you added that layer to it, which is so important as well, which is not just doing, but knowing, you know, because that, that, listen, when, when I, being a pastor, it's a great occupation because I'm at church every day. I mean, I'm like, to me, I'm at church. It's all about Jesus. It's all about doing stuff for Jesus every day. That's a beautiful thing. I'm, yes. I'm so privileged that like a lot of people, they have to go nine to fives and all these kind of things. And, and I've, you know, some people, oh, I wish I was a pastor. I just go to church every day and well, be one. I can tell you how you can become one. You know, I, I can show you the pathway if you'd like, you know, it's a, it's a realistic possibility if you'd really like to, but, and it is really cool. It is, it is an awesome uh, job and I, and I love it very much. And there's certain freedoms I have and, uh, but responsibilities I have, stresses I have too. I, I'm not complaining about that, but you know, I can get caught up in the doing and not the knowing, you know, I, Hey, listen, I can, I can go a whole week. I did this for the church. I did this for the church. I did this, but like, did I, take any part of my week to know him, right. uh, Martha Mary type spirit. If you've read that story in the Bible before. So yeah, it's just, man, it's about going all out and building our life on Jesus and, and knowing him. And so I just encourage you guys with that. Make your life, make it all about Jesus. Yes. It should be all about Jesus. I know you have to have a job. I know like, yes, you know, like I got to work today and then I got to go wash my car and you know, or whatever. Yes. We're human. We have responsibilities. Yeah. There's daily living. But just implement Jesus into the course of your life. Yeah, and so you can do it anywhere, like at work. I was like, I'll be at work. I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I can't. I mean, I can't prophesize at work, but I could be talking to somebody that you know. I said I go to church, or I, I, I one time I was talking to, to a guy at work with, and and it's like a teach Sunday school. He's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, oh, you do teach Sunday school. So I mean, you could yeah. bring you know conversations up, you know, without prophesizing, but you can. He's like, I, I do this at church, or I mean. And so, and he's like, he's, you know, I was like, awesome. He's like, yeah, I mean, I enjoy, I mean, when I'm in Sunday school and you see those kids, especially when you start kids, like asking questions, like, I didn't know that, like, like last Sunday, we had some new kids and, and, uh, I was, we was talking about God's holy and yeah. the, one, the, one of the many attributes of God, but, but we were talking about the God's holy is like the one attribute that's, you know, if you look in the Bible, it's same, you know, the same attribute repeated three times over. It's God is holy, holy, holy. I mean, it's, why does this? Why doesn't it say God's love, 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 or God's mercy, mercy, mercy? But it's, but it's God, holy, yeah. holy, holy. And in and in my my reading, my understanding of it is that God, everything points to God is holy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't understand God's holy, then you're not going to fully understand God's love, God's grace, God's mercy. You know, all the other attributes. You, you, everything points to God's holy. Yeah, His holiness. So and so we. And so you, you could look up, what, you know, I, I, you went on the show, but it would take, take it forever. But, but I reread all the things of what God's holy means. And, and so we was going down a list, and one of them was like, well, God doesn't learn. And this girl, like, well, the girl's class was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. What do you mean, God? I never knew that God <laughs> did I was like, well, learning means if, if you learn, that implies you didn't know something because you had to yeah. learn. But since God knows everything, he can't learn because he knows everything. There was nothing for him to learn because mm-hmm. he knows everything. So she's like, so seeing kids kind of get get these things when you're when you're sharing sharing uh, God with them. That's that's the reward right there in itself. Yeah, man. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It it's just worth it, guys. It's it's worth worth it to live for Jesus. And it doesn't again doesn't matter what you are like. Again, I'm a pastor, but you know we just have to 
and I don't ever regret being a Christian, but it's just, we have to remind ourselves and refocus. This is what I do this for. This is why I love it. And this, and this is worth it. And there's so much joy in it. And so I just encourage you guys keep following Jesus each and every day. Guys, start your your day with Jesus. Amen. So we are the modern Christian dudes. We are back. We are going to be, I promise you, we're going to be back in the groove now. Fall season, back to school, back to podcasting with the modern Christian dudes. Talk to you next time, guys. Ladies and guys, guys and ladies.